0: Hello, my name is Björn, and this is the What Podcast? With David. What? No! This is the As I Say Podcast, and you're David. You're the co-host. You're also a co-host. All right, and today we have our first interview with my friend Californs. He's a boxer, actor, director, and filmmaker and a partial parent of a dog named Phil, who loves peanut butter, short walks, the shorter the better, and long naps. Without further ado, let me introduce you, Californians.
1: the answer is no just I don't watch any sports really uh I loved soccer and I played it like growing up and I was pretty good at it and uh but even like football I played that in high school like American football and was like really good at that and I don't even watch that anymore I just don't have tv right I mean I guess if you really really like something you'd like go out of your way and you can keep up with it because I keep up with like UFC and boxing but so no that was a long answer to no i don't really want <laughs>
0: <laughs> what posi- what position did you play
1: i played uh midfield and forward just okay between those Left? Two. No,
0: you're right for it, right mm-hmm. yeah so you're le- you're right right yeah. okay
1: yeah i had the most yellow cards on my team every year by far <laughs> yeah
0: so is is a team sport really for you like like a team sport 'cause if you talk about u f c and boxing, it's more like you know your individual strength and your technique, yeah, in, in a team sport, I mean football, yes, there's like more of a team spirit to it, but yeah, would you say the i guess like individual sports like boxing and like uh u f c are more for you, like that's more who you are uh I mean currently,
1: yeah, I enjoy different aspects of both of those cuz like on the team sports in high school like on football i i liked the camaraderie i liked uh having all your buddies around you like all like during two days you know two practices a day yeah. you got you got all your buddies with you like first thing in the morning and then you go chill with your buddies and then all your buddies with you for the evening practice and it was just like everybody coming together for one common goal to be like right. a better team and and whoop the other team,
2: yeah.
1: and and knowing you know I, I I liked knowing my one job and doing a good job at that and winning as a team. It was just okay. like a big thing. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also a really cool feeling about like wrestling or boxing, where it's one on one, where it's like if you win, you know you did that. It's not because other people on your team are really good and they're helping you or whatever. But and if you lose. You know that that's nobody else's fault but your own because right. yeah, there's nobody else to blame. So I like them both. I mean, since I didn't go pro in anything, you know, kind of the the one singular sports are pretty much the only option right now. Unless I wanted to play like a intramural rec <laughs> league, but right now I'm enjoying boxing way more than if I were to go like play
0: mm.
1: black football or something.
0: And so before, before you – I mean, you started high school. Like, we were just talking about that. I know you're uh, skateboarding or you wanted to get into skateboarding.
1: Oh, yeah. I, oh, you I was in it. I was all the way in it. Um,
0: I was, I was you deep. Did, you, got, you said you got sponsorships almost or you
1: did? Kind of. Kind of. Uh, I got, like, cheating sponsorships. So <laughs> – I was in, I grew up in like a small town, Kerrville, that was it like, skating wasn't, it wasn't liked, but it was a retirement town. Right. Like, like if you, in, in magazines, it's always in like the top five or top 10 places to retire in the, in the country. Right. It's like beautiful hill country, rivers and stuff. So tons of old people, like 80% old people. And then, so these old people hated seeing like long haired, skaters running around town and flying down their steps and like grinding on the curbs outside the nursing homes and stuff (laughs) Um, So yeah, it was kind of frowned upon Uh, My parents were cool with it, which was great Uh, but it wasn't there wasn't like a big skater community in that town. There was like five of us Mm. (laughs) and uh, so we kind of we would make our own little skate videos and stuff and one of the kids that was in our crew uh, his name was Joey. His his family owns a a Texas chain of uh, fast food like Mexican right. fast Mexican food called Taco okay. Casa.
0: What what and was
1: it? Taco Casa. Taco so Casa. taco house. Okay. And, uh, but it was like fast. It's like it's like Taco Bell, pretty much. Except in my opinion, a lot tastier. Okay. But so we were technically sponsored by Taco Casa. Like if you look at like the definition of it, like we weren't getting paychecks from them, but we were getting free food and free clothing. And then anytime we would go to competitions, uh, I I would do competitions like in San Antonio and like, you know, bigger cities. Uh, I was required to wear my Taco Casa shirt to the competition. So it was like like some of these skaters had like, you know, legit sponsors and then they're like, and next up is Keller Forns, a four foot six kid with like shoulder length hair and just a giant like orange taco casa shirt on. (laughs) It was dope. We made videos and everything too.
0: What 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 age do we are we talking about?
1: I I first started skating when I I wanna say nine. And then I was, I was like competing in competitions and stuff when I was around 12 and 13. Um, and then, and then uh, when I got to like 13 and 14 and 15, I started playing football.
2: Okay. And
1: I really enjoyed football and the risk of getting injured, skateboarding was kind of a little too much. Uh I, I was just more focused on football at the time. I kind of realized that I, you know, for, for two or three years in there, my goal was to go pro as a skateboarder. That's like, I was all in. I mean, we had a half pipe in my backyard and like
2: yeah.
1: the whole, the whole deal. But um, I really enjoyed football and the team sports and didn't, didn't really uh, didn't want to risk hurting myself and not being able to play football. Cause in those small texas towns everybody plays football especially in middle school even if you know you're not going to be good or anything it's kind of like a test of your of your manhood even though you know you're only like 13 years old yeah. It was like you gotta you gotta be on the football team at least like in middle school and if you go do something else in high school that's fine but everybody was on the football team in in middle school
0: and so, so you, I mean, did you know that already, that it was kind of like a way to prove yourself as a man, like a young man? Or was it something that your father pushed you into or your mother?
1: Uh, no, my parents did a good job at, at not pushing us into anything, really. I mean, we, we, my brothers and I, I got two brothers, one older, one younger. We would, we would go through phases, you know, we would get really into like paintball. You know what that is? Yeah, yeah, so fun, yeah, yeah, with like the guns and everything. And uh, we would get really into that, and they're like, Hey, if you want to do that, that's cool. And then the second we were like, I don't really want to do that anymore, and they're like, It's fine. And I was, in, I was in my skateboarding phase for a while, but um, you know, I liked competing and stuff, and I, I had moved to Kerrville right when like football age. Okay. And so I didn't have many friends yet. Yeah. And uh and it was just a way to make make a ton of friends all at once by getting on the football team. And I liked that that competition, you know. Mm. Kind of like kinda like you, how you wanted to like test yourself with boxing and just just jump right in and see where you're at. I was like I was like, I just, just throw me into the pool. I mean, I was literally like four foot even in seventh <laughs> grade. And I was terrible. I wasn't good at all, but like just that wanting to get better yeah and then and then ended up being good at it and enjoying it and that's all my all my closest friends right Football team so
0: and and in high school where you so in in germany you watch like there's like still nickelodeon everything is in german so it's not the best dialogue dialogue but um if so you often have a sense of cliques in high school. Did yeah. You, what clique were you part of in high school? Was it football or was it, what was it?
1: Uh. Well, we had a pretty small high school. You know, I say that when I'm say I went to a small school and then I talked to somebody else and they had like 10 kids in their class. But um, there was 300 kids in my grade and. I don't know. I, kind of dipped my toes into like a few different things. I was on the football team and pretty good at that, but I also was in a band. Um, and so like, I was the only, there was two of us that were in the band that were on the football team. And then there was three of them that were not on the football team. And so when I would hang out with those guys, you know, I would hang out with a lot of, they were actually in the school band and they were doing like music stuff outside of that. Um, so I had like a group of friends there on the band side. I had my football friends. I still had some of my skater friends that I would still skate with every now and then in the off season. And, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd say majority for sure was the football guys, Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't so clicky that you see in some of these shows and stuff to where it was like, you can't branch out of your clique, or you're dead, or whatever. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't that extreme.
2: Okay.
1: You know, look at these freaking nerds over there. It wasn't really. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't really like that.
0: Uh, do you do you see? And you're in seventh grade. Yeah. Do you see any cliques right now, or any groups? Yeah. Which ones do you do you notice the most?
2: Popular kids.
0: The popular, but. The, I, the idiots. I'm, there's the idiots. The idiots.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which one are you in? You got you got a, like soccer, click and.
2: There aren't that many people that play soccer. I yeah. Kidding?
1: Does your school have a team?
2: No. No, that's
1: a team.
0: football team.
2: And we have a golf team, but we don't have a soccer team.
1: Whoa, that's weird. Yeah. And
2: yeah, we have soccer goals, but.
1: No, yeah. Them. What yeah. about? So when you get to high school, is it, is it just a junior high school you're at right now?
2: I'm at middle middle school.
1: Right now. Middle school, yeah. So is it just like seventh and eighth grade in one building? The
2: sixth,
1: seventh, and eighth. Oh, okay, cool. So that I mean, once you get to high school, they'll probably have a soccer team, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember that being weird too. My middle school didn't have a soccer team, but our high school did. Probably not as many kids would have felt like they were forced to join the football team if we had a soccer team. But right. Uh. Yeah. Hey, it just at least you're like practicing and stuff before when all the other kids aren't
0: yeah yeah he david plays um like clubs and like um right now it sucks with the with the virus like yeah summer camp's hard to find summer camps but yeah he wants he says he wants to go professional and that's all he talks about so i um you know if this podcast thing doesn't work i'll be your agent yep. there
1: you go
2: <laughs> hey you gotta go for it man i mean if that's
1: if that's what you want to go for do it, yeah. I'm 28 and I'm still going for my thing, and I'm not gonna stop anytime soon. So,
0: right, All right. Let's let's get into that. So with um with acting and like you got from that sport, you still definitely kept the sport part up. But you learned When did you learn to, that you have, that you have a creative side, or that you kind of like is it, that's what I want to do? I want to do acting. I want to do movie or directing yeah in college or in high school
1: it started in high school um so there was this uh organization that was like a christian youth ministry organization called young life um in my town it's like all across the united states it's a it's a cool organization um and you know kids would go to that on like wednesday nights and it was a cool place to you know go hang out with chicks and stuff like that and uh they, they would have uh these like the counselors like the leaders would put on like shows right every now and then and i i was like i, I just got i think i had gotten asked to come up with a show because they knew i wasn't shy by any means and um and so uh, my friends and i started doing like skits at that well then my older brother was dating the head cheerleader at the time i was in 10th grade or yeah yeah i was in 10th grade and he was a senior in 12th grade and the head cheerleader is in charge of the pep rallies that we would do every friday morning in front of the whole school before on game days for uh, football game days and uh our pep rallies were terrible they were awful and like kids would try their best to skip them i mean they weren't mandatory so kids a lot of kids would just prefer to just sit in the cafeteria and do nothing than go like to like a free pep rally and uh they were they were just awful and i remember my brother's girlfriend her name was courtney she she was like hey keller don't you do some like stupid little skit things with your friends at the young life and I was like, well, if you're about to ask me a favor, maybe don't start with calling them stupid, but yes. Right. And they were so stupid. She was right. <laughs> uh, but she was like, she's like, do you want to try one at the pep rally and maybe like try and get some people to laugh so they're not terrible? Right. So my friend and I would do like Hans and Franz, which is a a Saturday Night Live skit.
0: That yeah. That sounds hilarious hans yeah. is a german name saw oh, yeah. a german guy in france
1: yeah so it's like you can you can look this up this is a good uh american pop culture reference uh they did it on saturday night live and so we would put on like sweatsuits like you know hoodies and we would stuff them to make ourselves look jacked and we would do like a terrible german accent like i'm hans and i'm hans and we're here to pump you up <laughs> And so we were there to like pump the fucking crowd. up. Oh, sorry. And, uh, and we did it one time. Like I was like, this is going to be so stupid. It's, but you know, who cares? I got one of my friends who seemingly was not nervous. He, he's like a guy that I would do all these skits with, but right before we did it, you know, we'd been doing it at young life, which was a crowd of like 30 people. Man. And then we were getting ready to do it in front of, the whole school of like over a thousand people yeah and uh and he was like crapping himself he was like he was like dude i don't i don't think i can i don't think i can do this <laughs> and, like, and he was the starting running back on the football team like <laughs> like wow. was way more pressure on him in a football game than like yeah. dancing some stupid skit and he's like i don't think i can do this And i was like you can't back out we're like two seconds away from she's about to like introduce us and he's like dude i don't yeah. know and then I just go, all right, let's go and uh, pushed them out there <laughs> and we did it. And that was at like the second pep rally of my sophomore year. And, uh, and we got a huge reaction. People loved it. And people told us that that was like their favorite part of the pep rally. And so we ended up doing a skit at every pep rally for the next three years. That is <laughs> and I would, I would write and kind of direct
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Ah, okay. And then I started using different, different friends of mine, some from the football team and some from the band and some from like the dancers and stuff. And I would just, they, they got so big and popular that people really wanted to be a part of them. And so it was easy to like recruit people like, um, and we would, we would like choreograph and everything. We would have practice for the skits on like Thursday nights which was the night before the pep rally. But still, it's wow. like being on the football team, and that was like the only time we really had. And so we would kind of write our ideas all, all week and then uh, put it all together Thursday night. But, I mean, we got to like miss – we got to like leave football practice early to go get our skits ready. And they got – they started to get like really elaborate. Like my senior year where we were using like the whole school band and like crazy stuff and it was it was it was so fun and i just remember once again a very long answer to answer your simple question but um i remember thinking that it was just like you know a silly little phase like Mm. this is just something fun that we're doing uh, you know before the football games and and it was all about you know, football, football was very serious. And like, and we were really good at football um, my sophomore, junior, and senior year. So it was like, I took it very seriously. And uh, so did everybody on our team. So that was like, the thing was football. But I remember uh, one of my coaches had said like in the middle of the season after we had done a, uh, we also did a skit called Hancheska and Francesca where we had dressed up like women and and we and we put on cheerleading outfits like skirts yeah and everything and I can do like a round off back flip and like my other friend could do like a front flip and they were like we would get the actual cheerleaders in there and uh we had done that and you know we did like really high-pitched voice like I'm, I'm Jessica oh, I know. Like, <laughs> like that. and I remember just thinking like that my coaches probably thought you know this is this is a distraction or something like this is too silly. We got like a game tonight. And one of like the more serious coaches came up to me after like the Francesca and Francesca. And he was like, "Forms." I was like,
2: yeah.
1: And he goes, that was hilarious. <laughs> and I was like, thanks. And he's like, he's like, you should, you should like go, you should like do some acting. You should go into acting or uh-huh. something along that lines. And that was like my junior year when he said that. And I was like, so it started to get the wheels turning. And then I started making videos and stuff in high school. I convinced one of my teachers, she's a sweetheart, but I convinced her instead of doing book reports, I would make the the book that I read into a movie trailer. Mm. And, and then I got lazy and, and wouldn't even read the book and would just make the trailer and stuff, but she loved it. I was the only kid that was like doing that. So everybody else would give these boring book reports with like a poster and be like and the main character was <laughs> and the bad guy was and then I would like hit play and if we we just had like this movie trailer that we would worked on for a while and I like edited it all together on like the old software and so I really started to like it and then when I went to college um, I was wrestling at Texas State and one of my electives uh, I picked was acting and i and I really, really started to like it. Whenever I thought I might even like it less when I would start to do more serious stuff when it just wasn't super silly, yeah. but it, I, I actually liked it more Okay. When we, when we got into doing like like dramatic stuff in college. And then uh, after a year there, I I liked it so much that I changed my my whole major. I changed schools, I went to film school at a completely different college after mm-hmm. that and and did a filmmaking major with a, a minor in acting, so.
0: And, and uh, during your studies, did you have any director or actor that you, know um, you're into James Dean?
2: Yeah, yeah, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> in the background, was yeah, that kind of like, the,
0: the yeah, was that the kind of uh, actor, like what, back then, was that kind of like the movies you were trying to, I guess, That you wanted to become or was it
1: uh i took a liking to james dean because he was one of the first i mean method is like a pretty heavy word in the acting world nowadays like he's a method actor but like there there was a style of acting back like in the 50s and it was very theatrical and like kind of overacting whether you know like no i won't do that you got to do this and it was just Uh. And James Dean was kind of the first person to be like, Hey, that's not how people interact with each other. And he like would use his actual feelings that were going on in his real life and like put them in the movie. And so that's why I liked him. Um, But then there's so many people who have done it phenomenally after him. Um, Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I like Christian Bale. He's one of my favorites.
0: Is he, sorry, is he, is he, he's a director?
1: no he's an actor he's He's an actor so he's probably most famous for batman okay gosh yeah (laughs) (laughs) dummy god yeah but he's done several other way offbeat uh films all right and he's constantly like gaining and losing weight which has always fascinated me and
0: that's what you did uh for um which one? Which one was it? Was it uh, the one in the background that you have? The I've done it. I've
1: done it a couple times. The First time I did it was like in college, just to see if I could. When like lost a bunch of weight to play a high school kid, and then gained a whole bunch of weight, like a muscle to play the guy who like kid kidnaps his bullies like years later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, recently. Like two years ago, I got super duper skinny to play a drug addict, alcoholic, mm. and then like a year ago, just a year after I did that, I got super duper fat, right? <laughs> uh, for a different movie.
0: Yeah, I, I mean that's kind of I think when we met was like, or I guess when we kind of became fr- like friends. I mean, we knew each other before we were like servers. Yeah, um, was that when you
1: when you first got to West Egg?
0: It was kind of in mind. we went to Northside and we had a, uh, we had a beer and then that turned to six six beers. Oh yeah. But but at that moment I was like, I'm in. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. had to bike back. uh, But but that was kind of, I think the transition when you uh, like, it just turned, was like one, two months and like you were normal and then you gained a lot of weight and then you lost a lot of weight and uh um, yeah. yeah that was that I think that was the time when we when we uh, became friends or yeah. our enemies
1: I mean that's right. Yeah, yeah get it right. Get it right. Um what, yeah that's
0: funny. Throughout the, the movie so you had wait sorry I have a list here. So you made Luminary, insane, out of coffee, simpleton, Dixie Hicks, The Body I Never Met was a documentary. Whoa, what,
2: where'd movie? you get this
1: list?
0: from on from your website oh okay nice uh crossface beer Run, and um maybe more but those are the ones that you i guess like shares your your, yeah those are the ones that i'm those are the ones that i'm
1: willing to show to other people without getting and
0: and, uh, which ones um like i mean you play they're all like there's They have, um, like, great humor, and then others are, um, like, as I said, the documentary, and then you have the insane, where you play, like, a psychopath. Yeah. So you have different roles. Do you have a favorite that you always like to tend towards, or do you see yourself more of a, what kind of actor do you see yourself more of? And I guess that ties also into your future auditions that you're doing, which do you say no uh, to, which ones do you say yes to?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Cause I will say that I enjoy doing almost all of it. I had my, my shot at theater and I respect all those people who do theater. It's like having a full-time job and getting paid nothing until you get to Broadway and you still don't make that much money. But um, as far as like genres and stuff, man, I, I, I'd say I like comedy. If I had to pick one, I, I would like, do, I like doing comedy the most. Just because when you're, when you're shooting a comedy movie, it's like you're on a comedy movie set all day long. And so it's like, or a comedy TV show or whatever. It's like, if your character's like funny and like the director's funny, then like not only are you acting in funny scenes with like other funny actors, there's so much downtime on sets when they're setting up the lights and the cameras and all that stuff that you just get to be funny. It's just a more lighthearted atmosphere when whatever you're you're filming is a comedy. Right. That being said, I I I love to challenge myself like like if I could have it my way, I would I would want to do like two comedies and then something dramatic. Mhm. Two comedies and then something dramatic, because doing the dramatic stuff takes a toll. I mean, if you like really go all in, like when I played that drug addict alcoholic, I mean, I was like losing weight and like focused all in, and then you know, even after you're done filming, you know you're gaining weight back or whatever, and it, it like and then when you're on set, if they're really like trying to stay in character you're not just joking around with everybody if you're about to film a scene where like somebody dies or somebody has to cry or something you know people aren't joking around because they want to respect the scene and so it's just a much higher stress level and uh and just heavier to do yeah. that stuff. so um but I do like the challenge you know kind of like we were talking about with you in boxing and me in boxing I like to
0: throw myself
1: in there and see if i can handle it and uh
0: if he he said if he can handle me because i'm a much better boxer he's
1: got (laughs) you got got a good jab and we'll leave it at that okay
0: um (laughs) and and when you make movies where do you get your inspiration like i mean where you get your inspiration from or or how do you just decide okay i want to do a kurt cobain
1: yeah uh I, I get inspiration just from watching stuff, and uh, I'm not super picky when it comes to what kind of movies I like. Um, I like dramas, I like thrillers, I like love comedies, um, I like documentaries, I like mockumentaries. And so, it just when I was in film school, you know, certain things would be requirements like, all right, you're required to make a six minute drama right required to make a five minute comedy or whatever and then when you start to get into your like junior and senior year it's like you're required to make a eight minute film and you kind of get to choose i always gravitated more towards comedy Mm -hmm. um which in my opinion comedy is harder to make even though it doesn't seem that way um yeah it's just it's harder to get people to be interested in the storyline and have them laughing throughout the whole thing and then have like a clever ending but they're still somehow laughing right um and i liked that challenge and uh but yeah it's just kind of what i was feeling at the moment like when i made insane uh like i was just really into the joker at the time right and I, i wanted to see how it would look if there was some sort of origin story where the Joker was in high school. Yeah. And so I just made that. Um, then I got really into like, you know, like Step Brothers came out, uh, with like Will Ferrell and like, like, uh, movies like that. And like mm. Talladega nights. And I love those movies. So then I made like out of coffee about this like alcoholic dude who just drinks all day on his front porch, uh, right. and sells cigarettes to first graders just <laughs> ridiculous stuff like
0: that David likes uh, that one
1: yeah yeah <laughs> and then yeah then I would pop back over for like crossface face something super dramatic um because at that time I was learning about my own grandfather and his backstory and my dad's story so I kind of tied that in right and I was really into boxing and wrestling at the time so I switched the sports to like boxing and wrestling it's just kind of like where you're at at the moment um mm. i had i'd gotten into like mockumentaries which you know what those are you know like a documentary
0: yeah we we've watched uh, was do you know a documentary now
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: we watched the um with where where the late i where they go in this um i guess it looks like this run, this rundown house and these two ladies are yes
1: like, yeah, that one's amazing. Have you seen the, it's called Gray, Gray something. Have you seen the uh, the documentary that that one's making fun of? No. The actual, oh, it's amazing. Is it on they, Netflix
0: or where can you watch it?
1: Um, Gray Gardens. That's what the actual documentary is called. Yeah, but it's about like a mom and the daughter who stay in this mansion and they're like literally insane. And there's like <laughs> raccoons and stuff living in there yeah and it's a real documentary, like yeah, and then watch that, but they yeah, they go and make fun of it, so I, I'd gotten into like documentary now, okay and, uh, with my friend Katie. We were watching a lot of documentary now, right and, and then my mom was visiting one time, and so I was like, I'm really into these like fake documentaries, like these mockumentaries right now, so just because we happen to be watching a lot of those at that time, then we made like that Dixie Hicks mockumentary that I
0: yeah that yeah. one. That one was hilarious. It was with your mother, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that, I, I love that one. It's oh. funny.
1: Sometimes, you know, I'll put like everything I have into, into something like raise some money and like, you know, get this crew, like the Kurt Cobain thing. And it's like, like for me, that's my favorite one that I've made. Um, it's only two and a half minutes long, but that's the one I like worked super hard at and like, Played the guitar and sang in it, and like had to make the make the song and you know the the shot list and look exactly like Kurt Cobain and all this stuff. Like so much work went into that, and it didn't really didn't really do much. Like didn't get into like film festivals and didn't really make like a big splash online or anything. And you know spent like hundreds of dollars and like hours and hours and hours like editing that. And then the Dixie Hicks one, we shot in one afternoon for $0. My mom bought the wine and the beer, and that yeah. was all. And, and then I edited it for, like, a week. And that one's been in, like, five film festivals and it's like, has, like, thousands of views. And, stuff. and oh, people wow. love it. So it's, it's, it's funny to see, like, the pattern. Like, some of them just hit way differently than you were expecting them to.
0: Right, but I think that's also what, I mean, with the, with those, like you said, those kind of like roles where you like to challenge yourselves, I think that, um, it just goes towards like how complex, like of an actor you can, you are, I guess, or like not complex, but like the complexity, I guess you want to strive, strive for, like you want to be different. You don't want to be, um, yeah. Like everyone wanting to do, I don't know, comedy, you then also do other stuff.
2: Right. Yeah. You
1: answered that question better than I did. I, I would like to do a little bit of everything if I feel and other people involved in it feel that I'm doing a good job. Yeah. The second that I don't feel like I'm doing a good job, then I don't want to do that one anymore because I want to service the art. You know i don't want to yeah. i wanna pull my weight. it's like that back to the team sport thing i want to be doing the best job i can so that whoever's directing what i'm acting in or whoever's editing it whoever else has their name attached to it i don't want to be the one that makes it bad right
2: yeah. yeah but
0: and um when you go to or is there something from your experience as an actor i mean you've been in longer i think most probably stop become being actors after like two three years of really going at it yeah um what is something you think people get wrong about acting
1: Ooh, good question um the one that bothers me the most um is somebody that's like they were maybe they were told they were good looking um and then you know somebody's like oh you're handsome you should be a model and then they get into modeling and maybe they're a really good model and then at the modeling thing they're like you're you're you look you look really really good on camera have you ever done any acting Mm. like oh wow if i'm good at that then they go into acting and it's for and and actors and they do it for the praise for the because they like the way they look on it and that one kind of gets under my skin. So yeah, people, you know, and those people not training, not actually practicing, um, you know, acting being like treating it like a sport, you know, you got to practice in order to get better. And if you're just sitting around doing nothing, you're not getting any better. Um, so, and then also people just burn out. Um, and it's really easy to burn out. That's, that's gotta be the most common mistake in acting is, is letting the the um, rejection get to you because acting is ninety nine percent rejection. You know uh, they say if if you go on a hundred one hundred auditions and you get one of them, you're doing better than almost every other actor in the world. If you get one out of a one one hundred, so in a given year, besides this COVID nineteen year, you know. I'm going on hundreds. Uh, this year? Yeah, I'd say easily over a hundred auditions oh. in a year. Okay. Because uh, a normal normal pace would be anywhere from like one to five auditions in a week.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: um, yeah, definitely over a hundred auditions a year. And, you know, almost all of those, they're, you know, you're not getting them, you're not booking. You're definitely right. not booking a hundred things in a year. And so you just have to get used to that rejection. And it took me until probably like two years ago to not take the no's seriously and not take them like to my own ego. Um, Cause before that it's like, oh, if I didn't get the part, I didn't act good enough in the audition. Or I'm not a good enough actor or stuff. And it and it most of the time that's not the case. Of course, every now and then you can do a terrible job at your audition and you don't get the part because you did a terrible job at the audition. Right,
2: right.
1: But, yeah. But uh but I am I'm, I'm comfortable in a spot now where I know I'm a good actor. Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm not saying I'm some big cocky guy. I'm not saying I'm the best actor in the world, but I know I'm good enough and yeah. better than a lot of people. I'm good enough to get certain jobs Mm. you know i'm probably not ready to be the main movie star who's like crying the whole movie and like you know i'm not ready to be like leonardo dicaprio just yet i think i need a little practice but I, i i'm comfortable in a place where i know that like if i go into an audition and i know i did a good job and i don't get the part it doesn't bother me anymore because i knew i did a good job and i know i am a good actor and I know they didn't hire me for something that's out of my control. Maybe right. they want somebody really tall and not good at boxing, so they would hire you instead of me. Mm,
0: that's, okay, that just that just settled in. I just realized what you said. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was a slow burn. Um, yeah, that was a slow burn. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it's, it took me a while to get there, and a lot of people, a lot of actors quit before getting to that point okay they, they 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 get rejected time and time and time and time again, and and to them it's just them somebody telling them that they're not good. that's what they think when they don't get the part, and then they get burnt out and they quit right when if you can get to that point where you know you're good, but you continue practicing, my belief is that something i'm I'm one hundred percent sure that if I keep at this long enough something really positive will come out of it. I may not be a movie star. I may not be like a Tom Hardy or a Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, getting like tens of millions of dollars a movie. But I know that I have the skill to hold my own in a scene. And I know that I'm good enough to do this for a living. I'm just, I'm just waiting until I get that opportunity. And I'm 100% confident it'll come. Yeah. And I'm comfortable enough to to wait for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See, so you also for soccer, you can kind of learn from that. You know, you keep going at it, you're practicing, and you're staying with it. So um, that's Fortnite. Yeah, dude. What are you doing?
2: Why aren't
1: you Why aren't you head the ball right now?
0: Yeah. As we speak. Dude, you should do dribble the ball right? just casually in the background while, doing the, while I'm doing that
1: it would be terrible for the audio but you know what you're getting better and that's what's important
0: yeah. I wouldn't cut it out I, no. I would amplify it
1: in fact whenever, whenever he flips this around and you're going to be a guest on your own podcast you're not even going to talk yeah. you're just going to be kicking the ball Yeah, I'd tune in I would tune in for that
0: yeah, uh, that's my brother, David. He just doesn't say anything and just plays yeah. soccer.
1: And then whenever you do make the team, the professional team down the road, they're gonna be, it's going to be like your first game and be like, all right, this is uh, his pro debut. Fun fact, there was actually a podcast where he didn't say a word, and he was just practicing the ball the whole time. It was a terrible, terrible podcast, but look where it got him.
0: Oh look what I got him. See you never know what happened. So I'm gonna do that next time. All right. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I please. I just against the wall. Against the wall?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's no. Just be uh, loud and annoying.
0: Yeah, that's a challenge, but you know, that's
1: what brothers are for. You have
0: you different. have a uh, how many brothers? Two. Two.
1: One older, one younger. And we're all two years apart. Right.
0: But you're the only one doing acting, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So let me. I go over. So when you are making films, we kind of talked about previously where you now you have like equipment when you make like the Kurt Cobain. You have equipment. You have a I guess like a bigger budget. Was that your Mm -hmm. bit? The movie that you made with the I guess the was that the highest budget?
1: The Kurt Cobain one. yeah I think so yeah I think it was just because um I wanted to do it justice right like I didn't I wanted to play Kurt Cobain and I didn't want somebody to look at it and be like is this a joke yeah. I wanted them to so so I went the we got we got real lenses like from the 90s and uh you know shot on at real locations we had real gaffers and and lighting guys and you know paid, everybody on that project was paid because I wanted right. them to do a good job,
0: yeah. And uh, while I mean, uh, previously it's fine, like when you talked about the uh, pepper rally, for example, you started with, and yeah, it was just there because they wanted to, do, like, they wanted to do it now, they want to do it, but they also have to pay rent, you know,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that's true, that makes it much harder, right? Much harder. Yeah. yeah great so,
0: and in, in atlanta is it is it uh is it hard to find people if you let's say you direct you have a i don't know if you have a plan to direct the next movie or anything mm-hmm. um right now or um is it what what kind of do you go with friends i know i mean katie often often is there or um
1: yeah David? she hates doing stuff like that though yeah so are you saying like, if I wanted to do like another legit project, how would I go about like,
0: yeah, how would you go about finding the right people? What do you, um, yeah. Do you, as a for some students that are in colleges or, um, how would people, for example, if, if you post something, who would, who do you, who's your crowd as a yeah, um, starting as, or as a, I guess not, you're not starting, but as, as someone who doesn't like have the biggest budget. Okay.
1: So somebody who doesn't have a big budget, how would they go about getting people to help? Um, actors access is a website that right. you could ask people, uh, who are willing to do free right. uh, work. Then there's uh several Facebook groups like Atlanta film production and stuff like that. But, um, even better would be like word of mouth. Like who, who do you know who would do a good job at this? How much do they charge or they would do it for free? Um, favors like that i'll shoot your thing if you shoot my thing later um but i've gotten pretty lucky right when i moved here i was auditioning and for everything just anything i was auditioning for georgia state student films and uh and that's actually how i met the guys who filmed my kurt cobain thing who were like really really good um they were at film school at georgia state and I auditioned for their short film. Uh, ended up not doing it just because I booked something that paid me, and I was like, "Sorry, guys." Uh yeah. But uh, stayed in contact with them. Ended up doing like a smaller role in one of their other films, and uh, and saw ended I saw the short film that they made. Where I did a small role, and it was really good. And hired them um, to shoot my thing, and yeah and now they're like really well connected they're out of college and like doing film stuff um so i got really lucky with that connection but whenever you make like one good contact like mm. you like an editor who you like really really trust i go back to like the same guy every time right. um, and then you know you just kind of stem out from from there if you you start making like solid contacts so like I, for those camera guys Camillo and uh, Lucas I was like all right who who do you trust to uh, set up lights and they would and they would be like I know this guy that I really really trust and be like okay cool and Be like mm-hmm. what about uh editors and so yeah it's getting plugged in is the is the hardest part but the Atlanta community if, if that's what we're talking about specifically isn't that big you get on Facebook and you get on these groups and there's like thousands of people and it seems overwhelming. But once you start making connections, you'll see like people know each other. So the short answer is just to try and plug yourself in to student films. Right. And see how that. And meet people. Branches out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, I guess also with, um, yeah, that's the thing in Atlanta. Is, I thought. I mean, I'm only here two years. You, how long are you here? Four, three. Four, yeah.
2: Four, Almost seven. four.
0: Um, yeah, I, cause I'm working at um, and West at the egg. The um, old egg. Yeah, I guess you meet. Did is that is that was that your first job? Like I guess just like pay the like have like a, a what's it called a constant pay or like a yeah job. Uh,
1: no i worked at a uh when i was in college i worked at a boxing gym there it's like a chain boxing gym it's called title boxing club okay and uh they just teach like big group classes um i worked there to make extra money in college and since it is a chain um a franchise or whatever there's one in alpharetta um just like north of atlanta so when i when i moved over here or even before I moved, I came over here and interviewed there and and got the job there. And I did that for the first year. Right. And it just, I wasn't making. I had also, on top of my boxing job in Texas, I waited tables like two days a week at this burger joint. Right. And I was just like, man, I could make so much more money and so much less time. I was teaching like, Fifteen or sixteen classes a week at that at that gym, yeah, and like working the desk and like helping clean the place, and I was like having trouble pay rent, paying rent, and then I applied for the job at West Egg and I got it, and I would make enough money to pay my rent in like one weekend, and so
0: yeah, we got. I quit that other
1: place real quick.
0: Yeah, we got lucky there. I mean, I only make coffee, and it's enough to pay rent working. I mean, three. Sometimes I work three days, but yeah, like, just making. us I don't have to talk to anyone. Yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> that's true. Except for me, I when I come over there, when you're slammed, and I'm just like, "Hey, make me a drink," or telling yeah. you about this hot girl I got at my table or something. Right.
0: No, I, I, there. I had a friend who, who went, who had you as a, ser- as a server, and she said, "You, um, either, either you're gay or super smooth."
1: <laughs> uh maybe a little bit of both
0: <laughs> yeah so i was like yep he's a, he's an actor and yeah but you're also like a great i think with you a lot of, you, a lot of people i mean a lot of people like you like, like you're very friendly and i but the same time, you're hilarious and what i appreciate appreciate about you is that you're very honest yeah like not most people are very honest and like i wouldn't you know if some if I work and someone would, um, just be a flat out, um, douche. I wouldn't necessarily like, have the confidence to be like, ah, F you or something. Yeah. But, um, I guess that's how I was also interested into box- in box and boxing too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, boxing helps the self-confidence. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. I-, I think I've just had like a cocktail, a mixture of things that have like, Gotten me to the point where it's just like, because I haven't always been just super straightforward and honest. Um, it's yeah. actually only been in like the last three, four years, really. That, uh, that, that. Yeah, I'm just like, man, like beating around the bush and kind of and kind of being afraid to say what you're thinking, whatever, doesn't get me places nearly as quick as just saying what I want to say. And sometimes it gets me in trouble, Yeah. Um, but I, well, yeah. Can you come to my table, please? Yeah, table four wants to talk to the manager, Paul. Oh, really? <laughs> Why? Is something wrong with her food? No, I told them they were stupid. Because <laughs> <it was> stupid. <laughs> and I asked them if they know how to read whenever looking at the menu. Right. Um, but yeah. Yeah, just being rejected so many times, like in acting and, and stuff, and it's just like well, in acting, you can just straight up be like, oh dude, did I get the job? No.
2: Oh, okay. And then yeah. like
1: boxing, you know, when you when you don't do something right, you just get punched in the face. Right. And so and like and other things too, like with my agents or people at the restaurant or or whatever, like I I would much rather just say what i want and deal with the consequences then act like a wussy and, and not say and let things bottle up and right uh, not saying that people who work in the service industry who don't say what they want to say are wussies because right it can get you fired yeah but, <laughs> uh, yeah
0: okay yeah i um yeah i think i wanted to um because we already talked a lot and um do you have a couple more? um I was gonna ask you now, so do you believe more in when you, it comes to the movie industry in mm-hmm. education, like going to college and getting a degree, or is it do you believe in the mixture of trial and error and going out there and just working? Buying the first camera and then the next lens and then the next lens and then you have a good microphone and then you hire someone to do the lighting. Yeah. Um, do you think nowadays it's because uh, you have really good phones, for example, now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you think people now, um, I get depends on who you're speaking to, but from your experience, what if has education, getting a degree, taught you? Um, like what you needed or like where did you get what do you i guess get give the biggest um
1: credit praise praise yeah yeah another good question um being as i did go to film school and enjoyed it and learned a lot there i will straight up say it's not a requirement or even necessary if uh if you want to be an actor or a filmmaker and this is coming from somebody who hasn't succeeded in it yet. <laughs> um, but it's not, I mean, no disrespect to my film school, but I, everything I learned at film school can be learned on, on YouTube and on Google and, and, you know, tutorials and, and books that you can rent right. yourself and all that. Um, what you can't learn just by sitting in your office and researching stuff or on your computer is uh is is being on set being on a, on a movie set whether you're an actor or a or a director or you know the gaffer or whatever um that takes experience um so i'd say the most important part is just to having that drive is like that's like if you want to go into this business you have to really really want to go into this business because whether you go to film school or you don't there's no easy route uh, right. even if you want to be even if you want to do lights and you know you want to you want to be a gaffer on, on a big big budget movies and that's your goal you can't just you can't just go to film school and immediately have a gaffing job You know, like if you get a business degree, you can go to business school and immediately have a have a job in business right out Well, like film school. You can't you still you have to get out of film school and then still prove yourself in these smaller budget things and then work your way up. So um, that's why I'd say it's not completely necessary, although I wouldn't change the fact that I did go to film school just because, yeah. You learned how to be on smaller versions of sets and how to how to start from scratch. And uh, you could you, they gave they gave us the opportunity to fail before okay. we got before we got to the big sets. They're uh, not
0: used to failing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you fail on the big set, you get fired. Right. And you fail on the school set, you get a C, and then you okay. get to try again. Um, yeah. But for those who aren't going. Uh, Yeah, just do all the research you can on whatever field it is. Sound, lighting, directing, writing. uh, Right. Have that drive. Do all the research you can. And then just get on sets where you can. Student films, high school films, uh, local stuff. No matter what job you eventually want to be in, uh, what part of the set, you can always be a PA on Mm. anything. And that will get you on the set. Right bringing coffee to people taking lunch orders doing the grunt work that'll at least get you on the set to observe and uh all that so got it i hope that kind of answered that question
0: yeah no no it was a that was um yeah it was a good answer Word. um so throughout what he just saw all this this big list was <laughs> like oh my god
1: <laughs> and you hit some fire questions man
0: um, thank you. Yeah. yeah so I, I as I said I was kinda of nervous. I was like, whenever I'm nervous, I'm like, okay, I need to get good questions. Also I know you're not also I know you're on guy sky and don't want to just get roasted the whole time.
1: So, uh. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> no, these are great. And you know and you know for a fact that if they weren't great, I would tell you. <laughs>
0: um so I kinda of wanted to go towards uh I want to involve David a little bit more. So I want to call this um so in Germany, you have slang and in America, you have slang. I know you teach me a lot of slang phrases that I don't necessarily use or get. Sure. Um, but I was wondering if you can, so these are translate from German to English. And yeah. Dave's going to ask you, so you're going to get the English translated version. Dave's going to ask you how you will use it in a, uh, or what do you think is the meaning? Or if you can use that sentence, the better.
1: Okay, so this is German slang translated into English, and I'm being asked how I would use it in English. Right. Cool.
0: So, David, so this is the English, the English, and then, um, yeah, why don't you ask me? You can pick, you don't have to pick all, you can pick three, okay. whichever one you like. Don't screw
1: this up, David.
0: Yeah, this is, this is your
1: soccer career. The <laughs> <laughs> first one, my heart... You can sp- speak right in the My heart slid into my pants my heart slid into my pants. Right. Uh it's like when you get rejected by a girl and you I, feel it, it you feel it both in your heart and your pants.
0: Yeah, it's um it's it's definitely has to do with being sad. Like mm-hmm. if uh the German one is um mein herz rutscht mir in die hose. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, you I'm know I'm not even give that I'm a a in shot. France. Um but um Yeah, so it's like a rejection. You can, uh, like, it's like a rejection. It doesn't have to be a girl, but you can uh, be sad. And then you say, okay, my heart slid into my pants today because, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, to me,
1: it definitely seems like it would be, like, an attraction thing to, like, somebody that you're attracted to. Because when you see an attractive girl, you get excited in your heart and your pants. Right. And then when that girl rejects you, then your heart slides right (laughs) into your pants.
2: (laughs) Nailed
0: it a, a plus okay, let's see if you can get the next one you can do um what what, what
1: which one this is sausage to me <laughs> um first of all, i like it uh second of all <laughs> uh <laughs> this is all mushed up, jumbled together. this makes no sense
0: it, it's it, it's yeah it's like i don't get it it's like. I only no, like I don't care. Oh yeah, sorry, no, yeah.
2: It's like I don't care.
0: I don't care. Yeah. It's um mm-hmm. I'd d- rather do something else. Mm-hmm. This is and mm-hmm. the German phrase is um das ist mir Wurst. But then depending depending what accent or where you're from, you have different accents and then it's like das mir wurst and then you have all different Germans say it differently, so it makes it even scarier. And mm-hmm. then Okay, what's the. Uh...
1: I like that because then you can do like a shorter version of that around other people who don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, like if one of our coworkers comes up and like says a story, we can just be like, sausage. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about that. I <laughs> no know a little peasant. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. I dig that one too. Next okay, one. The last one is I just understand
0: train station.
1: I just understand train station.
0: Yep. <laughs> come on, Kelly, you got this one.
1: That, that one, you know, that one doesn't. I just understand train station. Fart. I don't know. I don't. I don't have any good guess at that one.
0: That one. That one is the one. I don't get it. I
1: just saw it. <laughs> so you're like, come on, Kelly, you can get this one. Yeah. And you're like, I don't. Yeah, I don't even get that one.
0: Yeah, and that one is um in German you say ich verstehe nur Bahnhof. But um it's yeah, the Germans definitely have um weird weird uh phrases or slang to say how they're feeling or what they don't care about.
1: Well, Whoever uses that one needs to be pushed on the train tracks at a train station. <laughs> Ayo. Um kill them. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that was a good ending. I okay, just making sure that that
0: no, no, I, I'm not going to censor that.
1: Good. I want them to die. Whoever, <laughs> whoever has used that besides David, I want to die.
0: Perfect. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: I just want to say, um, thank you for you know you probably the first interview I'll, I'll um I'll post. <laughs> Good. The, um, and we got to come
1: back and do it again. We got to do part two. I'll be your first. Repeat guest,
0: yeah, and uh, maybe it's gonna be a big in, deal. I can do it real, real time, or I'll, um, yeah, and then David will be on Zoom and he can perfect. just be in the background, just There's headbutting the there. ball,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, so but yeah, the noise, no, so, um, well, I appreciate anyone? you guys. Thanks for hosting, thanks for inviting me, thanks for preparing those dope questions. I can tell you worked on them.
0: Oh, they did, uh,
1: I'm glad. Yeah. I love the uh, the segment with you, David, and the in the train tracks and everything.
0: Yeah, the uh, yeah, is. that was dope. Good job. Yeah, we thought with the slang, it's a uh, I think German slang back translated to English will confuse people even more than if I. Oh, would...
2: so much, yeah.
0: Um, oh, even more than the English, yeah. Yeah, that one I have to see. Um, the dude, man, I. The, I had an interview before this, as I told you, with the, um, the guy from um, Uganda. And it was yeah. like, it went well. And then the thing is, Zoom didn't record. Oh, no. So now, um, so I, he wants to, like, we're going to do it again. I told him, I, I feel so bad. But since then, you know, you have to make these mistakes. Yeah. Your lesson now it's always be recording.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was B R A B R. Always be recording. Yeah,
0: so you know that one already. What are you you up to today?
1: Chilling. Uh, My dumb girlfriend hasn't seen the Batman trilogy. Christian Bale. We were just talking about him. So we've seen Batman Begins, and now we're gonna watch my favorite, The Dark Knight.
0: Nice. Huh? He David just asked if you have an Xbox. He probably wants to play with you. I don't.
1: Yeah, I don't have a PlayStation either. I'm a freaking loser.
0: It, he, look, I just introduced you to him, and he wants to play Xbox with, with you. He doesn't even want to play with me.
1: Hey, I would want to so play can't. Xbox with me too, but um, I don't have one. I'm too broke. Yeah. Um, We could, like, watch the same movie and then text each other while it's on and be like, that seems cool.
0: Right. Yeah, and you're like, that's sausage to me, Keller.
1: Yeah, oh, <laughs> there we go, full circle. There's the ending right there, and then you're gonna text me and be like, "Did you see that part?" And be like, "No, I'm practicing soccer like you should be doing." Exactly. Jesus. Yeah. But no, that's my that's my big plan. That I have to go to at 4:30 is just literally watching a movie.
0: All right. <laughs> well, you know, I want you to make yourself ready. You know, freshen up for your girlfriend.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Extra dio, extra hairspray on the mullet. Exactly. Yeah.
0: All right, man. Thank you. Right. Uh, I will um yeah, stay in touch and yeah. um thank you for doing this.
1: Later, fellas. Thank you all for having me. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. Peace.
0: And we're back. Thank you for listening. That was such an interesting interview with my friend Keller I learned a lot I didn't know about him already and I think even my brother got a lot out of it if he wants to turn professional he has got to start headbutting that soccer ball always and if he doesn't he should listen to this podcast one more time so we can get our our uh, listeners up you know anyways um, Keller thank you for giving us your time and if you want to get in touch with him you can do so over Instagram at uh, Forns Keller and his website, you can see uh, some of the short films that we talked about, that's uh, KellerForns.com. but he also shared them on his Instagram and while you're on that Instagram page, you might as well let him know that I sent you, uh, you know, just tell him, hello think you're doing great stuff but Bjorn is six feet tall hashtag as I say but the six feet two and as I say is crucial so whatever you want to do but the hashtag once again the hashtags are crucial all right thank you have a great day and let me roll it out with uh, our cousin Levin he's um, six years old almost six years and He's gonna play the drums for us alright, so um, goodbye.